Hello and welcome back to the When You're Podcast, the podcast for when you're doing anything. Today we're talking about when you're watching Avatar, The Way of Water. Now, the first Avatar movie that came out, I remember when it was like a big deal, like all of the commercials were filled with Avatar, number one movie, number one movie, two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, four, five, you know, it was a big, big deal. I remember seeing all of it and I was just like, I never, I never, it never made me want to go to the theaters. Like I never went to go watch it. It just wasn't my, my thing. But the big deal about it was that like, it was revolutionary. The 3D graphics were amazing. It was a big, big deal. And I never got around to like fully watching it. And then when I got a little older, they would play, uh, they would do replays of it on like TV. I think it was FX. They would do like replays of it and like other channels would do it too. But those are the ones that I remember. And I watched it. I watched it on TV. And I don't know. I don't think I thought too much of it. It was kind of like uh, here and there. Because sometimes it would cook to commercial and then I would leave. I would go like make a sandwich or something. Yeah, nothing. It wasn't a big deal for me. So like I wasn't totally invested in it. And then when this, when The Way of Water was coming out, I was like, okay, let's try to remember the story. So I rewatched, I watched the whole movie again, just to really understand it all. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really fun the taking somebody like Jake Sully and putting, you know, it was, it's uh it's a story that reminds me a lot of Dances with Wolves. It reminds me of, um, what's it called? The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Movies like that, where it's like somebody adapts or comes to love a new, a new place, a new culture, a new thing. And that's how I felt when I watched Avatar. I was like, oh, this is one of those movies. And, and it feels really good. Uh, I feel like some of the, like, Quaritch was just mean to be mean. I don't feel like him and Jake formed an actual, like, bond bond. Like, you could tell that one of them's the boss and the other one kind of, like, works for him. And they kind of have a mutual connection because they're both Marines. But they're both not they're not super close you know not not super tight with each other that i was kind of like expecting it to be i think or you know to build up to something but it just seemed like he was a uh, the mean guy in the in the story and they needed to beat him and whatnot along with um that guy i, I forget the guy's name he was kind of like the the boss he was like the the big big boss he was in charge of everything and he was looking for the uh for the rock, the metal, the I, whatever it was, whatever it was called, um, he was looking for that because it cost $20 million and he needed it and they were going to go get it and whatnot. So them working together kind of and then in the end pushing the, everybody away. And spoilers for both movies for Avatar 1 and Avatar The Way of Water if you haven't seen it. So just in case, you know, I say something and you haven't watched any of them, go watch it. It's I think Avatar is still in uh, The Way of Water is still in theaters, so definitely go watch it. And the the relationship between Nectiti and Jake is definitely um, I mean, that's the heart of the film. It, it really makes us 
connect with them. And I really enjoy seeing them uh, come together and falling in love. I, I, I did really enjoy that because it's something that Jake never anticipated or never expected. And they have like this sort of connection to one another where Nick Tiri lost her sister, Jake lost his brother, and now they're meeting each other. You know, it's, it's a kind of a, a beautiful moment to see that, you know, and for her to accept Jake, even though he's not real Navi, you know, and we'll come to see that later on in the films. It's, it's a big deal to people. It's a big, uh, it's a big divide amongst them is like, he's not really one of us. He's a half breed and he has demon blood. They always say, you know, so from the first avatar to the second one, the time gap is about 12, 13 years. And I think that's a big strength for Avatar The Way of Water, mainly because it's growth. It's family growth. You know, he has kids. He has a family. He, he grows to love them. And we can believe it because there's been so much time in between them, between them, you know. I guess in like when they when they start obviously releasing multiple uh more sequels following it, you know, the trilogy, and then maybe a fourth and a fifth, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, um, what's the word? It's going to be more rap. It's going to be more fast paced. They're going to, they're going to take a lot more, uh, it's not going to be so much time to grow or to, to become different. It's going to be like, keep going, keep rolling, keep going, keep going, keep going, you know, it's, all the characters that they've created and made are gonna continue to be to get um, more development really quickly, you know. Instead of like ten years in between them, it's gonna be one year or two years, you know. So it's not gonna be a huge, huge change, hopefully. And then I feel like if you have water in the title of the movie it's got to be it's got to be visually appealing and amazing underwater it's it's just got to have great effects and it's got to look good and this movie definitely delivers on that james cameron man he he really pulls through with the underwater scenes i definitely felt like they were underwater i definitely believed it everything about it from the animals to the reef to the to the uh to the things that they ride on, you know, the animals, it all felt like I was actually seeing it. It felt cool. And then obviously you watch some like behind the scenes stuff and you're like, oh, that wasn't, you know, obviously that's, that's CGI magic right there, but it still felt cool and it, and it looks amazing. It looks really great. So with that being said, I felt like all of the underwater moments and sequences were so beautiful and it made me really connect to it a lot more because you know when you can obviously tell that it's a bit fake or it doesn't look right you're kind of like all right whatever you know like I get it they're underwater but it just doesn't look right but with this movie I definitely felt it I definitely thought if nothing else they nailed that they nailed that aspect um and there were so many you know, the, they're trying to live in this new world and adapt to this new environment instead of Jake trying to adapt 
to a new body and a new culture and a new people, it's his whole family now has to adapt to a new lifestyle, which is the sea, which is the water. And they all have to kind of keep it together so that way they can keep them themselves safe from Quaritch, who comes back as a Navi, and we'll get into that soon, but I think I just really enjoyed seeing them, this constant adapt. They can constantly change. They're different and different and different. And we can do the same thing. I feel like there's so many chances for us. I feel like there's so a lot of... Um, I mean, anybody can adapt, right? Anybody can really change their whole life if they're dedicated enough and if they really want to make the sacrifices too. It's um, looking at people who... Like, imagine just waking up one day and just being like, I'm moving to... I'm moving to... Let's say I'm moving to Australia. It's not a huge change, but it is a big change, right? It's a, it's a completely new thing. And then there's, let me wake up one day and then I'll move all the way to Japan. That's a big, big change. You got to learn the language. I got to learn the culture. I got I to gotta find a place to live, sleep, eat, uh, a job maybe. You know, who knows what I'm going to do out there. But you can adapt and you can do it and it is possible. You know, it just it just takes a lot of sacrifice. And you willing to change and wanting to learn and wanting to become a different person. And that's that's something that uh, gives me inspiration when I see these movies is that like they're fast learners and it also makes them a lot stronger. Because if they had stayed in the forest, they would never be able to hold their breath as long as they could underwater. Their lung capacity would, would still be pretty weak. And so... Over time, they do get stronger. and They are able to adapt and to really love the ocean. And there were so many moments when they went underwater and they held their breath. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it with them. You know, I'm literally in the theater and I'm trying to compete with them. I'm trying to stay underwater. There's this moment in the movie where Jake and his son, Loak, uh, have to dive underwater to come back up to the surface. And this is toward the end of, end of the movie. And then they get lifted up by this whale. But before then, I'm like looking at them, like swimming up. And I'm sitting there and I'm just, I'm just holding my breath. I'm like, get up there, get up there. And then once they finally breach the surface, I start to breathe. And I'm like, whoo, man, if I was in that situation, I probably wouldn't have made it. But, you know, obviously they, they've been through a lot more and they're, um, they've practiced over and over again. So I feel like if I practiced like them, I could do it too. Now, Quaritch comes back, and he comes back as Navi. So they somehow, before he died, before his last mission, they downloaded his memories and his personality, and they were able to put it into his own avatar. And I and I imagine that they do this all in the time span that it takes for one, to make the Navi uh, avatar, and two, for him to, uh, for them to send it from Earth back to wherever their space shuttle is and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Well, what they've actually done is they've gone away, they came back, they landed, and then they started setting up base, started setting up a camp there, you know, building homes and housing and whatnot. And I felt like this movie, Quaritch was holding on to a lot 
I mean, he's still the same old Quaritch, but it was also kind of like he he acts like he's not that guy anymore. Because, spoiler alert, he has a son, and his name is Miles, I think. And he actually becomes like a like an adopted pet of, of sorts for Jake and his family, Neytiri, because um, it was more so like... Because he's human, he doesn't fit in with the Na'vi, and Natiri doesn't like that. She thinks of him as beneath, but because Jake was once human, he's like, no, Spider's fine. He's just he's just a regular kid, you know? And so he grew up with them, and he hasn't known Earth. He hasn't known uh, his father or anything. So after all of this time in between, it was kind of weird to finally be like reunited with his father and whatnot. But... Quaritch makes it seem as if he's like, yo, you're not my son and I'm not your father anymore. I'm just some clone made to be your father. You know, it doesn't matter for me. And there was a there was a moment in the movie where Neytiri holds a knife to Spider's throat and Quaritch holds a knife to their daughter's uh, Kiri's Kiri, uh, throat and they're both like threatening to kill the other. And so it all comes down to it, and then Neytiri raises her knife, and so does Korich. And it made it seem like, oh, wow, he actually he actually cares about Spider. But there was nothing that really showed that. There was no... I don't feel like there was any real bond between the two. Again, I felt the same way with um, in the first movie with Jake and Korich. It's like they, they talked, and they you know spoke to one another, and they have like this camaraderie of being Marine, but... There wasn't any real bond. There wasn't any friendship between them. And I felt the same way with Spider and Quaritch. It was like, I think they had like one good moment together where Quaritch gets on the little flying things. And other than that, it wasn't really anything special from, you know, to witness or to look at. It was just kind of like, oh, whatever. And then at the last minute, it seemed like he cared. And I was just kind of like, yeah, doesn't matter. So, long story short, Quaritch does come back and he seeks vengeance for his past life of being murdered and killed. And it's kind of his whole purpose to get back at Jake, Jake Sully, for killing him and whatnot. And Nate Thierry. So he does a lot of horrible stuff and he ends up getting a chance at revenge against Jake. And they have a big final fight. They, they're the final... Uh, knife fight between the two of them and Jake wins Quaritch drowns you know he's underwater it's over you know he choked him out he's underwater he doesn't stand a chance down there and while they're trying to find everybody Spider Kiri uh, and the other little the other little baby oh no no uh, and Loak uh, Spider finds Quaritch now, if it were me, I'd be like, yo, listen, you're my dad and all, sort of, but like, I don't really care. You tr you burnt down villages. You killed, you know, uh, you killed animals. You killed the mother and her baby for no reason. You know, you're a terrible man. You're a terrible person. And then he does what, you know, with no logic behind it. Only, I guess, somewhat 
of an attachment and an emotion of some sort. He saves him. He saves him from out of the water. And I was just like, why? We were finally done with this man. He lost twice. Twice he lost, you know? I don't see any redemption for him. I don't see any growth. He's just going to continue to try to kill them. I, I, I just didn't see it. So, But Jake, Jake finally was able to, you know, he was finally able to see his son. He was able to see Loak for who he is. Because for so long, uh, and if you don't know, in the movie, Jake and Natiri's oldest son, um, Nateum, dies from a gunshot from one of the, I don't know, so, uh, soldiers, one of the other Navi um, human hybrid avatars. And it's a sad scene, but it's like in that loss, he was able to finally look at his uh, youngest son, Loak, and be like, I see you, son. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, it's, you know, it, it felt like a big, a long time coming. And Loak was a big screw up. And he always had his older brother to rely on to do the right thing, to do the good thing. But now he's, he's gone. And it's sad, but it's also like, it makes them all come together as a family. And now they're able to really come together now and, and do what needs to be done. And that's when they go save their daughters. And that's when they go and kill Quaritch until he gets saved, which he didn't need to be, but whatever. And for the most part, Jake is pretty much just trying to keep his whole family together. That's, that's what it's all about for him. It's trying to protect what he loves the people he loves and the things that matter to him the most. And it's because of that, I feel a great connection to him is like, I would do the exact same thing in his shoes. I would definitely try that. I would definitely want to do the smartest thing possible. I can't just wage war. I have to be smart and do what's best for the family, do what's best for, for everyone. You know, the people, the, our kids, our future together, you know? And it becomes abundantly clear to him that no matter what he does, his sins of the past or whatever's been done before, there's no, there's never going to be an end to, to what's, what's going to happen to the Navi. There's never going to be a lifetime of peace as long as humans keep trying to populate uh, Pandora. And as long as they keep on trying to, as long as they keep trying to conquer, there will always be conflict. There will always be a difficult decision to, to make. And in this movie, Jake doesn't have a plan. He, does, he doesn't have a plan this whole movie. None, nothing that he does is pre-thought. You know, he never thinks everything out. It all just happens on a whim, you know. Quaritch comes back and he kidnaps the kids. Quaritch then comes back again and he kidnaps the kids. And now he has to fight them to take them down. You know, it's it's all about him and Quaritch coming and clashing heads together. And he doesn't have strategy. He doesn't have a battle plan. He doesn't know what to expect or what's to come. But I think in these next, next few mov movies, it's going to be less about battles and more about 
a full-on war between the Navi and humans. And watching this movie, you really hate humans. You're like, I wish I was Navi. You know, I wish I was blue. I wish I could, you know, live in Pandora and live amongst the, the trees and the ocean and just enjoy it all. I wish I had that little thing, uh, the little hair, you know, the tube and whatnot. You just kind of hope for all of that, sort of. So I think the uh, the big takeaway I took from it was like, is, is just keeping a family together, being being together is what makes you, it gives you great strength, you know? And it's also very vulnerable. It's also very scary to, to always be with each other because you never know what's going to happen when you let people in very close to you. And so for the, for the future movies, it's definitely going to be a full-on war. I don't think that he's ever going to just uh, cause chaos on a whim. You know, it's always going to be planned. And there are talks about, like, there being a, a fire tribe of Na'vi and, and all different types of them. You know what I'm saying? It's not just going to be about ocean. They got to bring everybody together, the full bulk of their forces to stop the humans. And you just never know how it's going to work out. Is there ever going to really be peace amongst the Na'vi and the humans? Can they really live side by side. I mean, there are a few humans who can, right? There are a few humans that are capable of living uh, amongst the Na'vi, but they're not really. They're more so just kind of backup or like extras, I guess. You know, it, it is really difficult to see, but it's... It's that constant battle of like humanity versus the Navi. It's just, what do you do? Is there truly any way to make peace, to live amongst each other without anybody feeling like they're the more superior, you know? And that's kind of the thing we notice with Neytiri and Spider is that like, she doesn't see him as one of them or as an equal. She sees him as like, whatever, you know? Which is why Spider eventually gets kidnapped by Quaritch. And he takes them with him. And it's the reason why, in the end, though, they're able to come together and they're able to accept Spider. It's like this moment of, like, no matter who you are, you, you were there for us. You, you were there with the family. You helped us. You protected us. And thank you. That's, that's what it's all about. So, future Avatar movies, I am excited to see them. I am really excited to watch Jake and Nateri again. I just really love the, the, the chemistry between the actors in this film. I, I definitely think there were a lot of great moments. I like the, uh, the whale creatures. I forget their name. Uh, the Tuluk, something like that. I really like them. Um... I thought the underwater fight scenes were great. I thought I thought there was so much emotion in this movie. There were so many great parts. Obviously, I can't um, I can't really name them all, but a few of them was when the the other tribes queen or you know the 
the the leader's wife was crying because they killed her spirit sister, which was one of the whales, and they killed the baby too. And there was just so much about it that felt so so sad. You you really feel for it. It's like and you literally watch the humans kill it just for a little thing of like honey. A little jar of honey. And that's what that's what it took. That's all they took. And it just felt like a huge waste. It was really, really sad to watch. And seeing that moment, I mean, there were so many times I I felt like I wanted to rewatch that moment. But, you know, obviously you have to go through the whole movie in order to experience it. Which isn't a bad thing, but for me, I was kind of like, no. Oh, I also watched this movie in 3D and regular. So I watched it regular the first time, and then the second time I watched it in 3D. The 3D was cool. It wasn't, like, life-changing, if that makes sense. But anyways, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for more Avatar movies, and I want to see where this goes. I want to see where the where the plot progresses. But anyways, this movie was really, really fun. I had a good time watching it, and I would watch it again. I would definitely go to the theaters again and watch it. So thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much for subscribing to the YouTube channel, for watching on YouTube, for listening on all the platforms that this podcast is on. It means a lot to me, and thank you guys so much. I'll see you guys next time.